Bart, I've asked you not to whistle that annoying tune. Everybody and welcome back once again to Simpsons is Greater Than, a podcast where we take a look at anything and everything that you could possibly imagine about the greatest show of all time. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's The Simpsons. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. As always, I'm your host, Warren, better known to some of you as Bart of Darkness. You just might know me from my Simpsons collection over on Instagram or Twitter. Be honest, it's great, isn't it? Go ahead and say it's great if you want to. But if not, you know, when you're done with this episode, or right now if you want, just go check it out, check out my collection, check out everything that I do, and please let me know what you think. So this week on the podcast, I'm joined by Brandon Withrow, which most of you know or possibly don't know, as the person who designed the viral Simpsons TV that you've seen on Reddit, Instagram, Twitter, basically anywhere on the internet that you've looked for the past few weeks, you've probably seen something about this little TV. And I can say that it's easily one of the coolest things I've seen on the internet in some time. So you should go look it up if you've somehow missed it. Another thing we talk about is a raffle that he's planning to raise money for multiple charities, which I'm happy to say in the time since this recording has actually gone live. So if you want to learn about the charities and enter to win one of these TVs for yourself or a friend, you can go to SimpsonsTV.org or simply head over to at Bart of Darkness on Instagram and click the link in my bio. You have until September 12th to enter. So make sure you check a calendar. Now, with all that said, let's start the episode. Episode 42. Let's go. Oh, I love hot sauce. Yeah. Do you love hot sauce? Okay, what is what is your favorite hot sauce at the moment? Oh, yeah, man. I, there's, a, there's a brand that's like Oddbark. Okay, uh, oh, Secret Oddbark. Secret oh, yeah. Oddbark, come yeah, on. Yeah, that's the name. I'm uh, Maya... My wife is a foodie, so she she finds all of the good stuff. Um, but Secret Arbark's really good. There was um, one that we tried recently, though, that was like raisin-flavored hot sauce, which sounds weird, but was delicious. Uh, that had a yin-yang on the bottle is all I remember. <laughs> I, I feel like everybody has their limit, but also I've found that when something is really crazy hot, like if it's like top of the top hot, as long as it's not like a party trick, and it's actually something that yeah. was intended to taste good, even though it's hot, I'm with it. So oh, I don't know what your spice level is, but. I, the spicier, the better. But I'm with you. Like sometimes things are like, it's so hot that if there's no flavor. It's just burning you. And it's yeah. just, it, at that point, it's just like some sort of weird masculinity test or something like that, which I'm not playing that game. But when it's smoky and delicious and there's like flavor profiles in there. Oh, yeah, I'm totally on board. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the bomb. No one actually likes the bomb. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and if anyone actually says that they do, uh, I will fist fight them because there's no way it tastes horrible. There is nothing there is nothing good about that hot sauce. Yeah. It is purely just to like, you know, oh, yeah, I'm a big man who can eat this. Totally. Uh, it's awful. It tastes like battery acid. Nobody or, uh, should or an insanity pepper, for instance. <laughs> yeah, 1,000%. <laughs> and I'll tell you, uh, one thing that eating hot sauce will do is people think that, oh, like if I, I can eat the hottest hot sauce there is, so I could eat any pepper. Uh, I got in this mindset because, again, I like, I like the spicy too. I'm with you on that. And I, was, I grew some habaneros in my garden. And I was like, you know, I've never eaten a raw habanero. I'm just gonna eat a. I'm just gonna eat a whole habanero. It yeah. can't be that hot. It's not oh, even that no. high on the Scoville. It's not even that high oh, on the no. Scoville chart, right? Um, I can tell you, Brandon. Uh, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> yeah, I I can imagine. I like I've cooked with them a little bit, and like I've just done the like like stick my tongue against it, and was like. Ah, like it just ruined my night, man. You, it was <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> my wife has never looked at me uh, with, with more disdain. She's never thought I was dumber uh, than when I ate that pepper. I'll just tell you that. Did you see a space coyote afterwards? I definitely, you know, that would have been the only plus to that because yeah. it was so, so bad. Um, well, Brandon, you know, I, I think, I guess I'll shut up talking about hot sauce and I'll actually, we'll sort of like 
let this flow into the episode. And yeah. what I what I want to say up top is, uh, first of all, thank you for coming on. But secondly, uh, I always me. sort of start these off, you know, asking how someone is. But I noticed uh, after everything going on with the Simpsons TV that you designed, and I'm sure uh, everyone listening to this has seen it online. It's a viral sensation, Brandon. Uh, but the, I saw where you posted a GIF from Bart Gets Famous, and you said that that was <laughs> sort of what the last few days have felt like. Uh, so just, you know, tell me a little bit, like, how are you in your everyday life? But how has this experience of this this television set blowing up been for you? Man, it's completely unreal. Like, I, I still can't even really wrap my head around it. I made the thing really just to kind of see if it would make my wife chuckle. Like I was making it in secret here in my office and then like led her in here and showed it to her and like she got a big laugh out of it. And then on a whim, I posted on the 3D printing subreddit and um, before I knew it, like two hours had passed and it had, I didn't even really check it. I had, um, the funny thing is, is I had notifications turned off on the app, but I had email notifications turned on during the first two hours and I checked my inbox and I had like, I mean, thousands, thousands of email notifications from Reddit just ripped my inbox, just completely blew up. And I was like, what is happening? And then before I knew it, it was front page of Reddit, and then it just exploded from there. It's been absolutely wow. unreal. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, so it's one of those things that obviously running Bart of Darkness and having this podcast, people will send me like, oh, did you see this? And the funny thing is, Normally, it's like, uh, no, no offense to anyone listening that does this, but normally it's stuff like, oh, yeah, you know, I've, I've seen that. Or they'll say, oh, did you see this shirt that this guy's selling or whatever? Uh, but when I saw the TV, like uh, this guy I know, shout out to my friend Colby, uh, sent me the link. And I it was right after you had posted. I think it was the first day and I had not come across it yet. No one had sent it to me. And, uh, you know, my initial reaction was, how do I get one of these tables? <laughs> that um, was a lot know, of people's like, reaction. <laughs> right. And I, so I see this and I'm like, you know, this is really incredible. And, you know, as I often talk about on this podcast, it's just a testament to, you know, Simpsons fans and the way they respect the show and the way they want to show their love for it through creative uh, avenues. So the TV immediately caught my attention. But the thing that also caught my attention is that no one who shared it originally bothered to actually click on your Reddit profile and see that it had your your email and your website and your Twitter. So I, I felt like I had to put that out there on Twitter and, and on Instagram and get people sort of seeing, oh, this is the person who made this. It's not just some random thing from Reddit. So uh, I was I was stoked to share that around. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, at this point, it, it, it quickly kind of dawned on me that like, it's, it doesn't belong to me anymore. It belongs to the internet, you know, um, even though everyone wants it, <laughs> they can't physically have it, but it does like, you know, the, the idea of it belongs to the internet now. And it's not really me that's famous. It's this tiny little TV. Um, and it's weird to look at it on my desk and think like the most coveted item on, on Simpsons internet is sitting right here. The Holy Grail that everyone wants. <laughs> it's, it's very true. strange. <laughs> I, so, I mean, I have no problem telling you. I know you were saying you don't have Instagram, Brandon, uh, but it's the most played reel I've ever had on my Instagram. That's I'm wild. It's, it's, it's easily over. Uh, at the time of this recording, it's well over 100,000 plays. Um, I'm sure it's more than that by the time this is going live on the feed. Uh, hundreds of comments, you know, hundreds of people saying, why can I not find this on his website? Why can I not own this TV right now? Uh, so just as a reminder to anyone listening who might have commented that, uh, you can't just go out there and make something with 11 seasons of The Simpsons on it. So it's nope. not that simple. <laughs> so cut Brandon some slack. Stop blowing up his DMs. Yeah, no kidding. I, it's like, uh, I mean, just... I, I think that I've probably gotten about 10,000 messages over the various platforms altogether of somebody just saying, <laughs> there's a couple of, there's a, it's funny that the things that kind of come up again and again, a lot of people just say how much and give it to me. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of quotes and things and people, uh, there's also been some sweet stories, people saying like they wanted to give it as a gift to, you know, anniversary is next week. Can I get them one? <laughs> and I, it takes me about, Oh, man, if I were to sit down and make it now that I've figured it all out, just like kind of just making it as a it's like a factory line, it still takes me about 12 hours to make one. <laughs> wow. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That, that's that's nuts. I mean, I you know I am a huge Futurama fan in addition to The Simpsons. But if one more person comments on that reel and says "shut up and take my money," I might just delete it. <laughs> yeah. So I might just I might just end the reel uh, right there. You know, every you know everyone thinks they're the first person to say it, but. Uh, I will say, Brandon, also, though, you know, before we I, I have a lot of questions about the TV, we'll get into the TV, yeah, of course. but I want to know a little more about the man behind the TV. So uh, obviously, I did not know Brandon before this and before I saw the Reddit and found his contact through there. Reached Nobody out to did. Him. Nobody knew. No, me. yeah. Well, they do now, Brandon. <laughs> You're the guy that made the Simpsons TV. OK, uh, but I want to know a little bit about you. So uh, just give everyone like if you had to do an elevator pitch for yourself, uh, what is your background? What do you do for work? Just tell everyone a little bit about Brandon. Yeah, um, I'm originally from Kentucky, grew up in a small town in Kentucky, and um, eventually went to went to school to be an animator. I've loved The Simpsons since I was in second grade. My mom and I watched The Simpsons when I was a kid. Um, and animation has always been a huge part of my life. Went to school for animation and uh, kind of had tried to have a career in that, and I couldn't I couldn't cut it. Um, and so I moved into uh, kind of led from animation into software development and worked in software development for I still to this day work in software development. And I've kind of been all over the place in in that realm. You know, I worked for Airbnb for a while and um, built built some pretty cool animation tools while I was there that uh, is 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 also more famous than I am. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh spent a lot of time in uh, San Francisco and all of that. And then afterwards uh, left, met my wife and we left and we spent two and a half years living in a van, seeing the national parks. And we just settled down here in Kansas city. And uh, now I'm just a, a tinkerer. You know, I, I st- kind of started my career as like a, a kid that was in second grade watching the Simpsons and playing with Legos. And I'm like, now more or less doing the same thing when <laughs> when i when i finished the tv and first showed it to my wife i said this is the culmination of every single thing i've ever learned in my life everything's been leading to this moment <laughs> it was just like it, all of my passions intersected into that one that one thing <laughs> wow no i mean that's that's a perfect description and i would say that that's true i mean you know i'm just saying you know if anyone from the simpsons listens to this podcast and i know for a fact that some of them do uh just just get get with my man brandon this tv needs to be a thing that people can own uh, and it's really, truly fantastic. And it, you know, it's one of those things too, where, you know, things go viral on the internet and they, they can sometimes be, you know, we joked about Bart gets famous. Yeah. Uh, they can be this little splash in the pan thing, but I really think that, uh, for better or worse, this TV will, uh, lead to some other stuff. So I'm excited yeah. to see what you can do, uh, with the, uh, the launch ramp of that little, uh, <laughs> yeah. of that little TV in the Simpsons space. I'm going to personally bug you, uh, to share more of that on the internet. Um, but I want to know, Brandon, so what is your, what is your, you know, you mentioned that you've been watching this in second grade. Tell me a little more about your personal history with the Simpsons. Like, you know, when did you get into it and how, and how big of a fan would you consider yourself? It sounds like a pretty big fan. Oh man, um, I got into it, like I said, when I was in second grade. Um, I used to always watch TV with my mom in the evenings. She'd get home from work, we'd watch some TV, I'd play with Legos, and she'd be ironing, you know, and doing, doing housework and stuff like that. And she would always put on the TV, and we, we had like, uh, oh man, it was like 20 channels or something like that, you know. <laughs> and Fox, Fox 11 is the, anytime somebody says Fox, my mind automatically puts 11 at the end there, because it was like oh, yeah. programmed into me. And back then, I think The Simpsons were on on like Thursday night, if I remember correctly, or was it a Wednesday at the beginning? It was, no, it was Thursday. It was well, Thursday. so it started off on Sunday, and then it moved to Thursday shortly after, and then back to Sunday. Yes, and I remember when it moved back to Sunday. Um, but my mom and I watched it, which is kind of strange because I like, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of Simpsons fans that have been like, my parents wouldn't let me watch it and stuff. But like, my mom and I watched it together. And like, it, it's always been strange to me that the Simpsons has this like reputation as like a, a, a show that's bad or a show that is morally unsound or something like that. Cause in my mind, and maybe this is how warped I am. Like, I think that the Simpsons is, has like, a lot of moral high ground and a lot of really great standing on like what it means to have a, to, to live a good life and that sort of thing. I, I think that the, 
cartoons that kind of don't have a morally high ground are cartoons that are very ambivalent. Like the characters are ambivalent about each other and it's just more about the joke. But like there's no one in The Simpsons that is ambivalent about the other characters. Like the most you could say is maybe that Homer is ambivalent about Ned Flanders, <laughs> but really like there's episodes that show that he's not, you know, um, he, he's bailed him out. They bailed each other out a couple of times. So yeah. I, I think that it's a show with a lot of heart and a show that really is, is realistic about like what love and, and love in a family even is. <laughs> to- totally. And I actually really like that because, you know, that's something that I said, uh, I've said recently and probably several times on this podcast, Cast is I think the Simpsons for a lot of people, especially if you come from like, you know, uh, a broken home, divorced parents, whatever that may be, the Simpsons sort of shows you that even a family that stays together and and is happy uh, has their problems. I think there's something very relatable uh, within the fabric of that existence in the Simpsons where it's like there's something comforting about the fact that they have these issues and how, you know, they, at the end of the day, they do care about each other. So whether that reminds you of like your family life or your friendships, there's something very special about that connection that the family has. Uh, And they knew that from the beginning, they knew they had to keep that little bit of heart in there. Uh, So that's that's always interesting. That's always interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely more than I, more than I can count moments in the Simpsons that still to this day make me cry. And Oh yeah. I still like both at any of those things. <laughs> yeah. Not enough people admit that The Simpsons makes them cry. And I don't know uh, if, you know, I've, I've long thought that maybe that's just something that uh, everyone likes to lie about. But I, I have always said there are multiple episodes of The Simpsons. Absolutely. I could be having a great day. You know, yeah. I could be having the best day of my life and I could throw on, you know, Lisa the substitute or Lisa's substitute and just, you know, my wife could come home and say, is everything OK? What is <laughs> yeah. wrong with you? You know. Yeah. So there's definitely something uh, about that too. I like yeah, that. Brandon. I, I feel that, I feel a kindred spirit there. One that always gets me is the end of uh, the episode where Homer meets his mom, and he has oh. to like put spoiler alert. Sorry, anybody, but he has to you know he sends her away on the and she gets on the bus to leave again, and he's got to meet her and just begin to get to know her, and now she's gone again, and he's sitting on the hood of his car looking at the stars and just kind of like thinking of the whole processing the whole thing, and that moment just wrecks me. <laughs> like even talking about it, I would get a little teary eyed, you know, it yeah, kills I mean, me. it's beautiful. <laughs> 100%. There, there is something very special about the fact that the show continued and still does take that time to do Absolutely. that. Um, and, and that's, that is one of the many reasons why, uh, as I say, every episode, everybody, that's why the Simpsons is the greatest show ever. That's why I have a podcast. That's why I have a room full of stuff. Uh, of the Simpsons, not because I'm weird, although that probably is part <laughs> yeah. of it. Uh, it's because it is special and nothing else is like it. Um, okay. So Brandon, you, you went to school for animation, which you mentioned up top. Um, how much did the Simpsons have to do with that? Was, was the Simpsons one of the shows that while watching it, it made you interested in animation or was there no, or was there no connection? Oh, a hundred percent. Um, it was, it was kind of two things. One is the Simpsons. You know, I was, I was, kind of indoctrinated in the Simpsons and like then the, the greater world of animation, the nineties animation was just so good. You know, there's so good. I mean, I mean Ren and Stimpy, Rocco's modern life. I mean, the, I can sit here and list them all day. Um, but that was, the Simpsons were the, the one that I've never missed an episode of, you know, I was always there. I was always watching the Simpsons and it super interested me. And then kind of the really big aha moment I had with the animation was the release of Toy Story. You know, I was, I was in fifth grade when Toy Story came out and it was just, nobody had ever seen anything like that before. And then, you know, after that, it was all about like, how soon can I get a computer? Cause I heard that that's how this works. I had no yeah. idea. I remember getting a computer and being like, now what? <laughs> like, where's the buttons that I press that make Woody and Buzz dance around, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so tell me a little bit about that process. How, how interesting was the process of, of learning animation, going to school for it? It was super interesting. It took me a long time to get to the school. Um, I didn't didn't actually get into school. I went to Savannah College of Art and Design for animation, and um, I was in my mid twenties by the time I actually got got there because it was, you know, it, it was an expensive school, and I had a it's a long long story of being from a poor place that nobody cares about, but. Um, totally relate. I, I was, I was always, uh, working on my own to, to learn. I actually, I joke all the time, like in high school, I had a D average. 
um, because what I was actually doing, sorry, mom, every day I would go to school, <laughs> I would, and then I would like get to the door and like wave goodbye. And then I would leave. I would not actually go to school. I'd go back home and I'd sit down on my computer and I would try to figure out how to, you know, dial up internet and get on the internet, start searching forums and try to figure out how I can make this computer make animation. And that's, you know, I, it was, I, barely, I passed high school by the skin of my teeth <laughs> and all of that. But I, I really loved learning animation and all that. And that part was really, really great. Um, you know, in college, I did pretty good. I made a short film for as kind of my senior thesis that, um, that I'm, I'm really proud of. And, uh, it's called Departure Time. It's, it's kind of a, it's a short meditation on, on time and what, what that means. And, um, then after that, uh, the animation industry kind of collapsed in the, in around 2012. Um, there were huge, huge animation and visual effects studios that all went out of business at the same time. And the market was flooded with all these people with 30 years experience. And, you know, I, I just, uh, I, I couldn't really cut the rat race side of the whole thing. <laughs> I, no, I, I totally understand that. And I mean, in, in terms, I do want to step back to where you talk about skipping school. Uh, Mom, go ahead and turn this uh, part down if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I definitely skipped a lot of school. Uh, in fact, I would sometimes I had a friend that rode with me. Sometimes I would take him to school and then just go back home. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I did the same uh, thing. <laughs> and so I definitely... I definitely barely uh, graduated. Luckily, the principal uh, liked me for some reason, I guess because I was in his office so often, and he knew that I was better than my reputation, and he cut me some slack, and he helped me graduate, even though I missed too many days yeah. my senior year, uh, which looking back on, it's like, you know, why was it, did I think that was a good decision? It's a, I'm, I'm lucky that I still graduated. Same. Uh, but but I, just, I just had to put that out there to get it, to get it off my heart. Uh, but you didn't only uh, make an animated story. You're being a bit modest. I know that it won Best Original Story. So other than just making it, tell me about that and tell me what the story actually meant to you. Tell me a little bit about that story. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it, you know, I I got really lucky. I um, Everyone's supposed to make a senior thesis as part of That's like your senior project. And most people get about two quarters to do it. And I really wanted to make something great. Um, so I started working on it like a year to a year and a half before graduation date, you know, kind of working on my own time and stuff like that. And um, I, w- I, I, I went and talked to a professor and just told them I was already starting on it. And I got really lucky. This really incredible professor who um, she, she was just like the greatest professor ever. Her name was Moon Sun. And, uh, she took me in as kind of a mentor and they set up like a mentorship where I got college credit just for working on this thing, um, kind of on the side. And, um, I I worked on it every day for like 460 days or something like that. Just, just constantly. Uh, I was also working and doing all the other stuff at the same time. So I was barely sleeping, (laughs) Um, which is pretty common with the animators, uh, any animators out there know that you you kind of exchange a social life, your health and sleep for making something that's alive. <laughs> well, I can say, you know, so I've been lucky enough to have David Silverman and Wes Archer and Rob Oliver on this oh, podcast. Wow. And they, you know, Wes tells stories about most people in a show like that would do two or three episodes a season. He was doing like six, yeah, um, you know, he was wild. just staying up all night to finish these, uh, you know, these these sheets that had to get done and all this stuff that he just couldn't trust other people to do. Uh, so, you know, animation uh, as, as Brandon is talking about it, uh, it's no joke. You have to really give yourself to it, uh, which is, you know, why I know I could never do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that was kind of my thing too. I kind of realized like, you know, I got into the job market and I was like, I kind of also want a life. Like I want to meet somebody and get married and I want all, all these things. But it just didn't, for me, it didn't feel feasible. Some people pull it off, but some people are also like have climbed Everest. And I can't, I know I'm never doing that. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah. Some people can also like lift cars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I never be able to do that. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell me, tell me the, the story about, about the story. Yeah. Yeah. So the story, um, is uh it's about kind of realizing that like the amount of time we have left um in our life no matter what you believe like logically is fixed you know um 
there will be a time that I die, and there's only a number of seconds between now and that moment. And uh, kind of realizing that, you know, on your own makes it, you know, it's very sort of me, 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 and you think, oh, I have to do all these things, and I have to accomplish all these things before I die. But then realizing it about the people that you love and know is is very earth-shattering sort of realization that I think a lot of us go through at a certain point in our life, you know. Um, we, we look at our family and friends and think, there's not much time, you know. Sure. <laughs> Even if there's decades, that's still not enough. Um, and so I wanted to make a film about that. And the film is about um, a character kind of going through, realizing that uh, through some kind of magical means inside of a train station. And it, it, there's kind of a, you know, a, a magical aspect to it and all of that. <laughs> wow. No, it sounds really great. I'm not surprised that it won. It sounds very deep and thoughtful. Uh, I would love to see that, Brandon. So I'm going to yeah. need you to. Uh, I'm going to just send that my way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And if anybody out there wants to watch it, it's on my my website. So <laughs> oh, I will definitely. I'll put it in the description of this episode, Brandon. So get oh, that cool. get that awesome. to me. That's really great. Um, all right. So you know, we talked a bit up top about the TV, but we're we're here to really dig into this TV. Yeah. Um, so. You know, aside from making it to make your uh, wife laugh, as you mentioned, uh, what really inspired you to do it outside of just your fandom? Were you like, I bet I can make this look really cool. This will be a cool thing to just have on my desk. What was your thought process going into making? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always, I'm always tinkering. I always have a couple of just weird projects going. It's kind of how I keep myself interested in work and keep keep myself sort of, you know, sharp and learn new things. If there's a new sure. new work thing I want to learn. I try to. I try to learn it through a side project and stuff like that. I've made some really weird stuff. A lot of it that nobody would even care. If they saw everyone, if everyone saw all the other stuff that I made, they would think twice about liking the Simpsons TV, maybe because they would wonder about the person that it came from. Um, so, you know, I've always been tinkering and I've been, I've been thinking a lot lately about classic TV, the pre internet TV and how, you know, you just sit down. You turned it on and you watched what's on, you know, and my wife and I, I think a lot of people can relate to this, go through this thing where it's like, hey, you want to watch something tonight? Yes, let's watch something tonight. And then what do you want to watch? And now option paralysis, man. I talk about it all the time. It's option paralysis. So then you turn on whatever your streamer is and you start just sliding through options and it's like, Oh, you do that dance. You're like, okay, let's name three things and I'll pick one of the three things. And then, you know, they name, well, I know uh, you name three things. Okay. I'll name three things. And then you name three things. They're like, well, I don't want to watch any of those three things. And it's like, well, then you have an opinion. What should we watch? You know, and it turns into a crazy thing. You spend 45 minutes. <laughs> and if you're like me, you just. Uh, end up putting on like Hell's Kitchen so you can play around on your phone without feeling like you have to pay attention because Absolutely. you can't decide what to watch. Absolutely. So I wanted, I, I, I've been, I kind of had this project in my mind for a long time of like making a TV or making um like a Plex server or something that could just sort of replicate that classic experience where you just turn it on, you put it on the cartoon channel or the sci-fi channel or whatever, and you just watch these classic things. Um, and then I had uh, one of these uh, tiny little screen laying around from another project. And I was kind of staring at it. And I was like, I think, what if I like made this, uh, made this into a little TV, you know? And then the moment, I don't know why it was like two synapses connecting or something in my brain. I said, little <laughs> TV. And the first thing I thought of was the TV in the intro of the Simpsons that has the, has the credits on it. And I was like, perfect. And I, I just got a 3D printer. I was kind of new to the whole thing. And um, I was like, well, I'm going to model and print that TV. I'm just going to do it. So last Friday, I sat down and was like, let's let's see if we can figure this out. You know, <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, I first of all, I also share that nostalgia for a, for a time where you just had to watch what was on. And, you know, having that decision made for you was was you know, not the, not, not the best thing because you can't just watch what you want, but there's something freeing about not having to decide, yeah. uh, which is what it comes down to. And I mean, I know you can still get live television through Hulu and you can do all this, this stuff you could, you know, I honestly believe they should make a version where it's only random and you can only click a button that gives you a show to watch yeah. within your parameters of what you like. 
Uh, because again, you know, I, I joke about the Hell's Kitchen thing, but that is honestly true, especially over quarantine. Uh, you know, when I would like rewatch Sopranos or rewatch some show that I love Absolutely. now that I've you know spent this much time at home. Uh, it's really hard to even have the attention span to watch something that requires my attention without my phone being in my hand or without me doing something else. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do, you know, I share that. I love, I miss that feeling of just like, oh, I've got some time to kill. I'm going to turn on the TV and just watch what's on this channel or that channel. Oh, this movie's pretty good. And it's only like three fourths of the way in. I'll watch the last half hour. Um, I, I think everyone can kind of miss that. Yeah. Another thing that um, was really important to me was the random aspect because, you know, you asked me earlier, what kind of fan am I? I, I feel like I'm a fanatic. Like I, I, I don't think that I've gone more than 20 minutes without referencing the Simpsons since <laughs> 1994. I don't, I have no idea. It's just always in my mind. And I've seen those first 11 seasons so many times that the moment I read the title of the episode, my brain like all at once plays the whole episode. Yeah. And, and I, I like the random aspect because an episode will start. And at first I won't know what it is. I have to kind of figure out, Oh wait, this is the one, this is the Tamako episode. That episode starts in such a strange place. Like Simpsons, the, some of their episodes are so wonderful because they start in one place and then they end somewhere that you cannot even imagine, you know? And I, I love, knowing that because the, the title of the episode is almost a spoiler for me at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen, there's actually some threads on Twitter that are pretty funny where people are like, I don't know who Disney hired to write the descriptions of the episodes for Disney plus, but some of them just give away the end of the episode oh, no. uh, and, and they're actually like pretty bad. Like no offense to anyone that uh, I'm sure sitting down and having to write a description for, you know, 700 episodes of any, of any show. <laughs> probably sucks but it's straight up like you know uh lisa falls in love with this guy and he's bad to her so they break up like that's oh, essentially <laughs> like it's just very like you know you can Club tell notes. they were just yeah they were just on the clock they didn't really care about those descriptions i think that's really funny um well so you know with that said i'm I always appreciate people that are smarter than me and that can break down the technical aspect of something. So I, I want you to, if you can, sort of explain to me the more technical side of how this thing is actually made uh, as far as like the technology inside that allows it to keep running even if it's off and so on. Like, how does it actually work? Yeah, yeah. So the um, there's, a, there's a couple of different components. You know, the, the heart of the whole thing is a Raspberry Pi. Um, for anybody listening, a Raspberry Pi is a just a small computer that runs that can run Linux um, and you can kind of program it to do things. You know, it's, it's, they call it a small weak computer, but that's by today's standards. It's like loads more powerful than the laptop I had in high school. You know, wow. it's, um, but that's just how technology is. And the, 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 there's a couple of different models. They're made for tinkers and for like STEM education and stuff like that. And I have a, I have a drawer of them. My wife likes to make fun of me for it. Um, there's, there's, she calls them blueberry pies because she's making fun of me. And we have, there's a label on it that says blueberry pies and all that. Um, that's fantastic. Shout out to your wife. Yeah. 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 She's the best. Um, so that's kind of the heart of it. And then, um, connected to it is a really small LCD screen. Um, that, you know, just found an electronics component store online and stuff like that. Um, for anybody wondering, I am working on a build guide for this thing that will kind of lay the whole thing out. And then connected to the Raspberry Pi is also a little, a tiny mono preamp that plugs into a tiny little speaker. And then uh, a, a button and a knob, so, you know, the button turns the screen on and the knob adjusts the volume on the whole thing. Um, then running inside is uh, a small version of Linux and then some Python code that I wrote that just plays videos on loop and stuff like that. Wow. And then the, the power button actually doesn't turn the, the computer on and off. The computer is always running the moment you power it in. It just turns the screen on and off because, again, I wanted there to be a... Uh, Sort of, you can't pause it. You can't rewind it. You, I love that. You turn the TV. Man, I off, seriously love that. It's so you good. You come back and then you're somewhere else, you know, and it's been really great. I've, I've had it running on my desk since Sunday night. And, uh, man, I've caught some really amazing episode clips that I like forgot about and all that stuff. It's, it's just incredible. Um, that's so cool. But yeah, that's kind of the, 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 the super high level of, uh, the inside of it. 
Does it does it hold a charge or does it need to be plugged in to run? Just curious uh, about that. It, it runs over USB and it can run off of any like cell phone charger, basically. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it it's super low voltage. Um, you know, it's so, somebody. It's so funny because there's kind of two two conversations that were happening on the Reddit thread. Aside from the hordes of people that were just saying, "Sell it to me." There were people that were just uh, <laughs> quoting about how much they love The Simpsons, which was amazing. One of the greatest things this whole ride has just been like interacting with other Simpsons fans and seeing like, oh, there are a lot of people out there that are as as into The Simpsons as I am. And just like sure. all the nostalgia of all the quotes. And then there was this like what my friends and I lovingly joke that like neck beardy sort of conversation <laughs> Um about like the tech stuff behind it and people offering like really great suggestions on like things that you could do to make it better and all of that stuff. And, uh, somebody suggested like running it off of like a, a lithium battery and there's enough space in the case to do that and all of that. Um, wow. I don't know how long it would run for, but <laughs> for a short time, you could watch The Simpsons portably. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and that's really funny because, uh, I, I think, you know, even so, like, tr- trust me, I think this thing is incredible. Um, but I do think it's funny that so many people were like, oh, please sell me one without knowing, one, how much it would cost, two, how much, uh, you know, how long it takes to make, without knowing anything about it. And if I may say so, like, this is something that needs to be appreciated for the thought that went into it, but you can watch the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there, there are some people out there acting like they don't have access to the show unless they get this little TV, Yeah, which has honestly been my favorite, like sort of funny part of uh, some of the messages that I've gotten where people are like, Oh my God, like you don't understand. I need this thing. Like this guy needs to make this. And it's hard for me not to be like, well, you do have access to the show otherwise, right? Like, are you thinking yeah, this is yeah. the only way you can see it? Uh, so I found that pretty funny over this, over the course of this, uh, this whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you said earlier, I believe that it takes about 12 hours to make, and that is strictly because of the process of 3D printing it. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it took me all weekend to build the first one because there were a lot of technical things to solve and all of that. But the, the just the non, non-technical non hurdle side of it, uh, it takes about tw- – just printing all of the parts takes about 10, 10 hours or, or wow. more. Um, it's, it's 3D printers are really slow, and I, a lot of people that haven't used them, I don't think they realize that. They're, it's a very slow process to 3D print something. Basically, it's a microscopic uh, – hot glue gun that's just laying beads of plastic one layer on top of another until the thing appears. It's, yeah. it's very, it takes a long time. Then the, the soldering aspect of putting all the components together, there's about 65 solder points inside of it and all of that, just, wow. just to put the components together and then the software setup and all that. Um, it just, it, it, it's, it takes some time to build one of these. Of course, that's a single person, you know, that, the. the <laughs> mass production lines and stuff work in a completely different way, you know? Um, but I, I have none of those tools to my, <laughs> to my disposal. <laughs> well, and, and also like, you know, maybe, maybe by the year, like 2090 3d printers will just spit stuff out, but that yeah, is definitely absolutely. not the case. Uh, I would encourage anyone to, uh, I mean, surely by now everyone is familiar with a 3d printer, but just go watch a video of how long it actually takes. Uh, it's pretty wild. Unless you're, unless you're making like a piece of candy or something, which they can also do. Yeah. Um, it is not, it is not a quick process. Uh, yeah, Brandon, I, you know, I, I am so uh, just stoked to uh, get to sort of talk to you about this TV. It's really fun. But I also want to talk a little bit about the show, a little bit yes, more about the show. Of course. Um, and one of the things that I, you know, we sort of talked about up top is Simpsons fans are so creative. I mean, that's one of the reasons that this podcast exists is so I can talk to not only people from the show, but just fans that are doing cool stuff within the community. Uh, what, what, why do you think, I should say, why do you think Simpsons fans are so creative? Man, you know, I think that there's an aspect of that the Simpsons draws creative people. It, the the way that the, a lot of the jokes unfold are very they're to, they're they're directed towards people that are paying attention. They're directed towards people that are thinking outside of the box a little bit. There there there's a subtlety to them that I think takes a creative mind to really like laugh at. Um, Maybe not to get, you know, it's kind of like this thing where like 
puns have a bad rap. A lot of people are like, oh, another pun. Here we go. Dad jokes and stuff like that. And I think that that's <laughs> more like that some minds latch on to them and some minds don't. You know, what what is good and what is bad is so subjective. And I think that The Simpsons just really, really attracts the a creative mind. It kind of takes one to get a lot of the jokes. Uh, that's that's perfectly said. And that's, you know, that is similar to the the way I explain it to people. I think there is, you know, uh, and I al- I always joke that like, you know, you can meet a Simpsons fan that's like not a cool person or that's yeah. lame, uh, <laughs> but they're going to be a lot fewer and further between than some other shows. Uh, so the Simpsons just has like, you know, there is a quality in it that attracts the right kind of people. So I really like that answer. Uh, tell me this. Do you. Uh, do you have any unpopular opinions when it comes to the show? Is there anything that you and your friends would argue about or characters that you don't like and so on? Oh, man, I I definitely have some, you know, negative opinions, I guess I would call them. Um, like, for instance, I really don't care for the clip show episodes at all, um, ex- with the exception of the one that has the the through line of snake robbing them. And it's like, a, it's, a, it's, it's the musical one. And yeah, that I, one's great. I really love it when the Simpsons are musical. So that one, that one is an exception, but I, I don't love the clip show episodes. They like break my brain. It's kind of like if you have an album that you've listened to so many times that like you listen to a track and then as soon as the track ends, your brain starts to play the next track. Like it, when a clip show, if I see a clip out of context, as soon as that clip ends, my brain starts playing the rest of the episode. And it just, I can't handle it on the clip show well, episode. I'm the same way with that. And I also, it's the same reason that I sort of, you know, I don't really prefer, I don't really enjoy like greatest hits records or like say a band I really like does like a discography. It's like, no, yeah. I kind of want these to stand on their own. I don't really want to listen to these as one thing. It sort of feels like it's cheapened. It's like, I don't get to appreciate them for each little piece. You yeah. Know? yeah. Uh, so I, I am also, maybe that is another quality that's in people like us, Brandon, but that is some weird thing that I have also where it's like, <laughs> I hate listening to something outside of its original the intention totally. and, uh, that, that that also implies to the clip show. So nothing else too crazy for you uh, when it comes another, to another another one that really um, that I I guess this is this might be the closest to an unpopular opinion. There's a lot of not a lot, but there's some of the celebrity cameos that really drive me crazy. I think that the Simpsons do the celebrity guest star the best when the celebrity isn't actually playing themselves, like Rodney yes. Dangerfield playing Mr. Burns's son or Johnny Cash playing the coyote. Like <laughs> it, the episode isn't leaning on a celebrity being there, but the celebrity gets to be there and the story still makes sense. Right. Um, but sometimes when they try to cram a celebrity in there and they are the celebrity and the, the episode is centered around that celebrity, it, it just irks me. I saw an episode earlier today on the, the Simpsons TV um that was uh, the episode where Kid Rock guest stars. And I was oh, just like, it just doesn't make sense. You know, I mean, no, no offense to the writers that worked on that. I'm sure that there were a lot of top down decisions that forced, the, <laughs> forced that to yeah. happen. And you were working with what you had. Sure. There were Alec, the Alec Baldwin one and stuff like that. And I love Alec Baldwin. I, that that one bothers me less, but the Kid Rock one, I, I'm not not a big fan of. I mean, it's like I always say, and this is something my listeners have heard, you know, over and over. But I'm sure a lot of those episodes were funnier on the page than they ended up being when it all came together. And you can't you can't fault yeah. them for that. I mean, making television is very hard, I'm sure. Uh, and there, but there's just some straight up not good guest stars. You know, I had Jordan Morris on the podcast, and he was talking about uh, the Elon Musk episode and how bad oh, that is. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think we all wish we could just do that episode so yeah absolutely there's definitely some that happen yeah totally (laughs) that's good well unpopular opinions are interesting i always like to uh you know, see if anyone hates a classic or doesn't like a character everybody loves. You know, people will say like, oh, I don't I don't really like Ralph Wiggum. I don't think he's that funny. I always like to get that out of people. So yeah. that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> well, let's move into uh, there are three questions that I ask every guest, especially people that are not from the show. Uh, and this is a little segment I call the big three. So the first question on that list for you, Brandon, is who is your favorite character? And tell me why I support that. I'm going to have to say the inanimate carbon rod. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just watched that episode earlier today and it stuck with me. Um, I, Lisa is without a doubt my favorite. Um, Correct answer. I, I love Lisa to death. Uh, some people, uh, you know, find her to be preachy or don't like a Lisa episode. I, I find her to be earnest and, you know, she's, 
she's very uh, wholesome in a way um that's really wonderful and you know all, every almost every lisa centered episode is about her relationship with another member of the family and how cuz she's kind of the odd duck out she's like this this child prodigy genius living with the most dysfunctional family of all time and but they all love her and she also loves all of them. And it's really interesting watching those, the, the, the dynamics between those kinds of relationships and stuff like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they, they sort of, you know, they, they mess with Lisa's character to a fault at times where they make her a little bit too much of a, yeah. a soundboard for like a certain type of, of person. And I, I think that's more so at a certain point in the show where uh, everyone became a little more irreverent, but uh, you know, I think in general, Lisa does have that consistency that, that the show doesn't always have. Like Lisa always feels like they understand her character. Um, and I mean, you know, Lisa is my favorite character. I say this all the time. So I, I love that answer. Uh, I do want to bounce back to the inanimate carbon rod. Did you see, uh, the deep space Homer figure that super seven is making? No, I did not. That is amazing. Does it have the rod? It does have the rod. It also comes with uh, an ant farm, a bag of chips, loose potato chips. I mean, this this thing is fantastic. Um, you know, everyone has heard me say I actually think Deep Space Homer uh, is a tad overrated of a classic, but we're not going to get into that again. But this figure is incredible. Uh, Super 7 announced five figures uh, at the time of this recording, uh, probably like Five days ago, it actually like was formally announced, even though it was sort of leaked for a little bit before that. But they're making a robot Itchy, a robot Scratchy from oh. Itchy and Scratchy Land. They are making Mo, uh, where he's sort of just from. He's sort of just Mo, like he comes with a panda, but also a flaming Mo. So he's not really like tied to a particular episode. Yeah. But there's a Deep Space Homer dressed as an astronaut, obviously, and then Poochie. Oh, so, uh, and these are, these are like six, I think they're seven inches tall. They're fully articulated. These are great figures. Amazing. Uh, I'm sure by the time most of you here are hearing this episode, you've already seen me post and talk about them a lot. Uh, but I just wanted to uh, put Brandon onto that. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm going to have to start a new Simpsons collection. This, these are going to be, I, I'm going to say it right now. So if someone clip this out or remember this, these are going to be the best Simpsons figures made since Playmates. That is my, since the world of Springfield line, I believe these will be the best figures made even better than McFarlane. I think I already think they look better than McFarlane. No offense to, to those. I do love some of those, but I think these are going to be some of the best possibly ever, but definitely in the last 15 years. So I'm very excited. So just, I just want to put that out there. Um, all right. So next question yeah. before I ramble on about these <laughs> toys for another 20 minutes, uh, who is your least favorite character and why? Oh man. You know, it, honestly, I, like I keep coming back to the idea of uh, like the, the celebrity cameos and stuff like that. Like that, that's definitely, you know, there's a lot of times where I'm like, Oh boy, you know, I have to get through this episode now. <laughs> cause, <laughs> Cause I'm still, I'm a completist. I'm going to watch it, but sure. <laughs> I have to get through it. I, I, I love all of the core characters so much. None of them really bothered me. I mean, I like it's, it's one of the, the beauties of the Simpsons is that you can love, a character like Lisa, and you can also love a character like Moses lack with the same amount of love, but it's such a different sort of thing. <laughs> like two, two characters could not be more opposite, you know? No. Um, none of, none of the core cast or even like the sort of core extended cast really ever get to me or anything. Uh, I, I actually, you said Ralph Wiggum. I, I love Ralph, I, <laughs> but I like Ralph in small doses. So maybe that's it. The, um, that episode where Bart is forced to be best friends with Ralph from Marge, she sets him up on a play date and all that. Um, that episode kind of gets a little grating to me. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe it is Ralph. I don't know. I'm questioning yeah, I, myself now. <laughs> I see. And, and that's, that's fair. I mean, I know that's a very difficult question. I, I think I, it's not an easy question for me. The only reason I like even put it on the big three is because it's hard. The like big three it. used to have a, a separate question that was like, what is your favorite season? I decided that's like a little bit boring because yeah. that's, I mean, whatever. And, and the answer was, was generally in the same block. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make this a little bit harder, but I like uh, it. You know, it's I, an interesting question. It makes me question myself. A good question makes you look inside. <laughs> and, and the answers have been very interesting. I've, I've gotten disco stew Oh uh, yeah, Frank Grimes. 
uh, which I disagree with both of those answers. Uh, so, so I, I like to challenge people. So, so if someone hits you after the fact, Brandon, just let me know just All for right. my own personal uh, headcanon. I want to know what you actually come back to on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so tell me, tell me what, uh, I often phrase this third one, uh, in the way of, I'm asking your top three favorite episodes, but in reality, what I'm really asking is if you met someone who had never seen the show, uh, what three do you think you would show them uh, to sort of introduce them to the show properly in a way that would probably make them love it as much as you do? Oh, man. The the first one is, well, is always the same. Um, my favorite episode and also what I think is one of the quintessential Simpsons episodes is the mysterious voyage of Homer. Mm. We, were, we were joking about hot sauce earlier, but it's it's just incredible. I mean, it has everything that makes the Simpsons great from like, you know, there's a, a really excellent celebrity cameo. There sure. is the absurdity that is Homer and his love for chili. There is, <laughs> you know, it, it gets to get into kind of a surreal place that makes animation great. Um, I used to have a professor in college that said, animation is the art of creating the impossible. Um, if it's, it, and he, he was one of those that believed that unless you had something impossible in a story, it shouldn't be animated. You had to justify mm the reason that something exists is animation. And that episode wow. does that in spades. Um, but also at the core of it is this really, really beautiful story about Homer on the search for his soulmate and questioning whether or not Marge is his soulmate. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's such a, and there, I mean, and the, no, the laughs are just like never ending <laughs> in that episode. It's so good. Um, wow. Another quintessential episode I would have to say is Hurricane. Hold on, Maddie. let me let me interrupt oh, yeah, you yeah. just real quick to say no, 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 that's great. I just want to say uh, you were the first person that has said that episode, really, and that is probably the best reasoning for <laughs> an episode on your list that I've heard. So I just want to pay you that oh, compliment. Thank Give you. me your number two. I can't believe nobody's ever said that episode. I feel like that's I mean, like, there are a lot of episodes, but I love that that is your first one. That's great. That one's always been the same. After that, like my. You know, it changes on season of my life or even what day it is. Um, I definitely think Hurricane Nettie would also be on there. That episode is, I mean, you know, it's a Flanders episode. You, you really get to like peek behind the veil of Ned Flanders. He is more than just Oakley Doakley and all that. And like, um, and also the tirade that he goes on and calls out the entire town is one of the single greatest monologues ever oh. written whoever who, if you if, if you're listening you did an amazing job writing that it is <laughs> the greatest thing ever i i i can quote it almost from beginning to end verbatim i've like just every time and it still makes me laugh <laughs> harry shearer deserves an award for that specific i mean that is it is so realized like yeah. he really i mean it is, it is i can only imagine the person behind the booth when he recorded that was just floored yeah um it's i mean so you good. know him him just looking at homer and saying homer you're the worst man i've ever met uh, <laughs> no, or does he say person now i'm messing it up but he says man or person person, person yeah you're yeah. the worst person i've ever met hey i got um, pretty good <laughs> yeah it, it's just so incredible and also you know you're talking about animation in that episode as well even the shot of homer uh, hammering his own door, just one window he covers with the door of the house. Yeah. Such a such a great moment in the episode. Or yeah. when 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 uh, they're giving Ned the tour of his new house that they built for him, <laughs> and he's going down the hallway, and the hallway is getting smaller and smaller, <laughs> and there's a tiny door, and he opens it, and it's just Barney Gumble's face, and he's like, "Welcome to your new master bedroom," and he like slams the door, and then Barney says, "Ow, my nose!" Ow, my nose! Yeah, I mean, you know, so many jokes. The uh, um, oh, this is the room with the electricity, but there's too much electricity. <laughs> yeah, it just that's a load bearing poster. <laughs> oh, I say I say that one all the time. <laughs> load bearing poster was a point of discussion in a recent episode, uh, and that is something I think about at least daily. Um, I don't think I've ever talked about a poster or hanging anything on the wall where I don't immediately think of, oh, that's a load bearing poster. Yeah, is, yeah. Uh, nothing. I'm sorry. You know, it's just something that is, is grilled into my brain. That's a great episode. Probably really high on my list too. I'd say easily top 10. Absolutely. I mean, just the jokes alone. And also if you've never seen the Simpsons, that episode is so great because in that incredible monologue, you learn about who 
half of the characters are because his insults for it's like a roast. His insults are so concise that they cut to the core of each and every character. It's amazing. <laughs> hey, I might be ugly and hate filled, but hey, what was that other thing you said? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, is that Lisa Simpson? Springfield's <laughs> answer to a question nobody asked. <laughs> it's I'm, I'm watching that episode when I'm done with this interview. Yeah, easily. I think uh, I will what, what is your third one? Oh man, I I'd be remiss if I didn't mention a Lisa episode, but there's so many good ones. Probably would be um, the episode where Lisa is afraid that she has the Simpsons gene. And mm. she, the whole episode is her questioning whether or not she's losing her intelligence. And it's, it's, it's such a great, like at the core of so many episodes is this really wonderful, um, sort of moral dilemma or even like an existential question, you know, it is, are the best years of my life behind me is, is something I think everyone has thought. Um, after this week, I'm definitely thinking that like <laughs> it's the best week of my life this week and that's it. I thought that today. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and she's, she's grappling with that, but it's a, it's a second grader grappling with that. It's, it's really wonderful. Um, and then again, seeing the, 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 uh, <laughs> all of the Simpsons that show up at the end of the episode is pretty hilarious and wonderful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think about Homer and Bart putting pans on their head and, and oh, butting heads all the time. Ah. It's so good. Yeah, that is, yeah, those are, that is three wonderful answers, Brandon, that I also, uh, I don't think any of those have made anyone's top three That's yet. Amazing. So that is, that is fantastic. Maybe Hurricane Nettie did, uh, but otherwise that I'm is, that is judging everyone list. and I'm questioning myself. Now. Yeah, as you should. That's just a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic list. Well, so as we get near the end of this episode, uh, one of the things that I always bring up that I'm curious to know, and especially with you watching since second grade, I, I really want to know this. Um, obviously my collection is a big part of my presence online. Uh, so the merchandise is something very near and dear to my heart. Uh, did you have much Simpsons merchandise as a kid? Was that something you cared about at all? Oh yeah, definitely. I definitely had my, uh, collection of, you know, Simpsons toys, uh, action figures and stuff like that. I remember this might've been a little bit after, um, childhood cause I was still collecting into my teen years and stuff like that, the action figures. Um, but there was, I don't remember who made them, but they were action figures that had a little sound chip on them. And then you put them in the base. That's the playmates that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was super into that collection. I kind of, you know, when you're a kid, you collect to play with, and then suddenly it starts to become a thing that you want to put on a shelf and display. <laughs> and I, I, I was super into collecting those for a bit. And then, like, now as an adult, I collect the, like, vintage t-shirts that have Simpsons on them. I'm wearing one right now um, oh, yeah. that my wife That's... got me. And I also collect the uh, lapel pins. I love mm. the lapel pins. They're just, I have, I have a lot of bootleg ones that are yeah. <laughs> really wonderful. So yeah. good. There's so many people making good ones. Yeah. You know, the shirts are a fun thing to collect. I, I actually, I used to buy uh, vintage Simpson shirts a lot. And I actually used to really seek out like dead stock ones, like ones that had mm -hmm. never been worn or still had tags that were made in like 89 or 90, 91. Uh, but I ultimately got to a point where I was like, you know what? I know I'm not going to wear these because yeah. the collector in me is just not going to let me wear them. Uh, so I'm just going to chill buying these because yeah. <laughs> I have drawers and drawers and drawers of them. And, and people are always excited when I post them, but then I'm like, man, what a great shirt back in the drawer it goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and not that I collect just for displayability, but obviously, uh, when room gets tight as Brandon can see room gets a little tight, um, you sort of have to like, you know, prioritize and the Start shirts to get selective. Were, yeah, the shirts are a little expensive and they take up, they take up not a ton of room, but it's hard to justify like just putting them in a drawer. Absolutely. Uh, so, but I like, I like that you're buying the shirts and you know, what better time to get back on the playmates line. I can easily say uh, that it's one of the more accessible ones because it was so popular. So they're easier to find. Um, you'll find people all the time that assume they're worth a ton of money. And because there's, because they're available, they're not yeah. worth as much as people think, but you know, you should uh, just get back into that. Put yeah, a, make no make a shelf, make a shelf in that office, and and go nuts. Yeah, no kidding. My, uh, <laughs> I think luckily my wife loves The Simpsons as much as I do, so it'll uh, it'll fly. I think. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice work. Yeah, that's yeah. that's great stuff, Brandon. That's great. Well, uh, you know, I again, Brandon, I want to thank you for coming on and sort of you know telling everyone a little bit of your background and uh, just sort of walking us through the TV. I mean, I you know I I rarely reach out to someone. Uh, 
especially like on such short notice and say, hey, let's hop on and record an episode. I want to hear more about this TV. But just the way this thing lit the internet on fire uh, within the Simpsons community and otherwise, I mean, I'm sure you saw there were tweets uh, before people knew that you had a Twitter that had, you know, 100,000 likes, uh, you know, thousands of retweets. Like this thing was literally everywhere. People being like, hey, this guy from Reddit made this thing. Everyone should go look. People from the show, Al Jean, Maggie Roswell, all these people from The Simpsons were sharing this and talking about how crazy it was. In fact, Josh Weinstein uh, had my favorite, which was a gif of Homer saying, Lisa, I would, I wish to buy your small Simpsons TV set, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which just killed me. So funny. That was a uh, so that was the first meme based on something I've made I've ever seen. It was, there you it go. Blew my mind. And to be from him as well right. is just uh, unreal. <laughs> yeah, just unreal. So, I mean, this thing definitely, you couldn't look without seeing it uh, on, on anything Simpsons related for the last few days. So I just felt compelled to sort of get more of the story from you. Uh, and again, I'm honored to get one of those TVs. I want to thank you sincerely for that. And I can't wait. Um, but before we actually, you know, wrap it up, is there anyone you want to shout out or just any plugs or anything that you are also working on that you want to direct people to your website, your Twitter, anything? Oh man, I, I would say, um, Hi, mom. <laughs> oh, Sorry for skipping school. Um, <laughs> and also, you know, I'm, I'm working on a guide on how uh, to make these to show people how to make them themselves. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, and I'm also working on um, sort of, uh, you know, a raffle, not raffle sort of charity uh, fundraising thing that's going to kind of involve... Uh, these little TVs. Um, I'm still ironing out the details in that, but everyone keep an eye out for that as well. And I also just want to say thank you so much for having me on the show and thank you oh, for man. making this podcast. I, I didn't know about it before this week, um, but I, I've already listened to three episodes and yeah. it's quickly like becoming one of my favorite podcasts. So thank you oh, so man. much, man. <laughs> no, thank you, man. And thank you. You know, I'm assuming you started at the beginning. I promise you they get better. I, once I figured out what I was doing, they get even better. <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah. No, that is fantastic. And also I'll say, uh, you know, Brandon and I talked about this raffle a little bit, so I will also be promoting that when it is ready. Uh, so you'll be able to find the details through my Twitter, through Instagram, through whatever. Uh, and it might, you know, it might even coincide with the, with the drop of this episode. So, uh, no guarantees, but when you're listening to this, it might've already been announced or might be being announced soon. So make sure you're following me everywhere. Uh, but Brandon, unless you have anything else, man, I believe that does it. And thank you. Uh, I'm good. Thank you so much. Uh, and thank you everyone that, uh, that liked this little thing that I made. I was super over overwhelmed and, uh, appreciated. That's awesome. That's so awesome. As for me, as for Brandon, I'll see everybody next week. If you enjoyed this podcast, check out the official Instagram at Simpsons is greater than, or follow me on Twitter at Simpsons is great. If you're curious about me or my Simpsons collection, just search for Bart of Darkness on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for checking this out. I'll see you next week.